Yo, yo, happy new year. It's me, Luke, the Strip Club DJ. Welcome into episode 26 of your favorite podcast, One Two Review. I'm here in sunny California with my buddy, Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hello. How's everyone doing? Well, don't answer. And, and all the way across the pond in frigid New York City, we've got Brandon. Hey, it's not that bad, but I am Brandon. Hey, Brandon. If it's the first time you're listening to us, One Two Review is a movie review podcast where we review movies in the simplest way. One point if we did not like it, two points if we did. Sometimes we review products. We rate and review until we get to 20 points and then we call it a day. All right, kick the intro. One, two, three. 3D audio. 3D audio in DXRX M. 7 dBs louder than traditional audio. 3D audio brings you the deepest experience of listening to the 1 2 review intro. Left channel, left channel, right channel. Middle of middle channel. Right channel. What's up, guys? Thanks for testing out texting testing out that uh, dB RBR XR audio for us. New Brandon? stuff, Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. New, New tech. toys. New toys, new tech, new toys. Hi, guys. Hey. All right, well, let's get it started. You guys are here to hear us review movies or products, so let's roll out with our first one. This was an animated feature that we all saw this week. It is a fresh film from 2017, directed by Maddie Horton. It is called Mr. Goodclaw. It's an animated film, like I said, about a bear that secretly moves into a vacant apartment and kind of casually infiltrates the human society. So yeah, pretty funny film for my two cents. What'd you guys think of Mr. Goodclaw? Boy, oh boy, this bear does try to get fresh with all the humans, doesn't he? He sure does. He starts going on dates, he starts using Tinder, starts shopping at Whole Foods. Sure, that's how it starts, but that's not how it ends. Um, He gets a job, he really becomes integrated, and people start giving him work to do and treating him like he's a normal, regular guy. Yeah, do you know what? Sorry to interrupt real quick. What I really like about this film is that you get, uh, there's a whole, you know, phase of his life where he's a hipster. And so you get all these jokes about being a hipster. Then you get all these parts of his life where he's going through that med school section. You get all these medical school jokes. So uh, sometimes I feel films are too niche that you have to work in a restaurant to get these jokes. You have to work in an office to get these jokes. This film kind of wonderfully navigates all of the film kind of comedy tropes and uh kind of knocks them out of the park i thought yeah all while wearing a nice pair of bear glasses and kind of filtering these jokes through that lens the entire time enjoyable and animated and i i don't know i love animated movies yeah that's kind of interesting that when you make it a bear you're not so judgmental than if it were a person you know what i mean because it's a bear you can sort of allow them to have those mistakes to make those uh goof ups and since they're bared you, you don't hold that against them did i say that i feel like i'm repeating myself no you're right though i absolutely see where you're coming from you identify with a bear while not actually you know seeing yourself in the bear i think you feel bad for a bear first and then you feel bad for a man you feel bad for a bear kind first well, and if, if we want to talk about the ending of the film, he obviously feels bad about humans once he realizes all the weight that the humans have to wear on their shoulders. He does commit suicide at the end of the film. 
Well, I mean, and also to I mean make that a little more clear, it's not that abrupt. He ends up getting a job at a housing development plant that ends up cutting down the forest that he was from, and he ends up kind of destroying his old clan of bears in their cave. And yes, like you said, he ends up committing suicide, which is very dark for a Disney film. Very dark, Very dark, but it's 2018, and these stories need to be told. Absolutely. Well, then we should also mention that it was a downward spiral, too, because he thought he had it made. He thought he had the job. He thought he had the human family on the way. Well, they later find out that bear sperm is no good in procreating human life. So he goes back out to the forest to revisit his roots as a bear and try to start a normal, natural bear family. But, of course, his company has already destroyed the forest. So, I mean... What options do you have? You can't go back to human well, life. You're not the, human the bottle enough. for a little bit of time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which was, that was a rough part, seeing this bear, you know, just dealing with, like, his rum addiction or whatever, yeah, whatever the, you want to call it. I don't honey know. The rum. DWI, the, the car accident where he runs over that uh, fire hydrant causing a big electrical problem in his town, you know, it was really rough to see. And plus all the you know they don't talk about this but when bears drink too much alcohol they lose patches of hair and it's really it's really kind of gross to look at a bear the with missing patches of hair good. yeah he tried to turn himself into the zoo the zoo wouldn't even accept him his final choice was to end it all yeah that mugshot was funny though the mugshot's uh, funny I think on Etsy they've got some t-shirts that where they kind of redid that mugshot I ordered a couple for you guys oh nice, nice. Uh, you guys ready to rate this thing? Yeah. All right. So uh, I, I guess I'll start. I'm going to give Mr. Goodclaw a solid two points. Like I said, I think it's a wonderful comedy that navigates tons of different genres. It's absolutely poignant at the end. Uh, and I will say definitely stay after credits to see the animated outtakes, which has his death scene. And then it's great because you see the actor who is animated, whatever, the bear laughs at the end and like, you know, breaks character during his death scene. And like, that was in a weird way, really refreshing to me because to see this bear kill himself on screen was really rough. And to see that actor, whatever you, you understand what I'm saying. So anyway, check out this film, two points for Mr. Goodclaw. Yeah, no doubt the suicide slip up stinger, hilarious at the end and a solid movie all the way through. I give it two points and I hope everybody out there goes and checks it out. Bring your child too. This is a great family film. Yeah, I'm just going to have to piggyback on you guys to give this another two points. Truly, a moving film to kick off the new year. I mean, I don't know. What can I say? They, these movies just be, keep becoming more and more poignant and on point. Uh, thanks. Two points. Nice. All right. Well, this week for scorekeeping, guys, um, it's the end of the year. And I know people love this tradition of creating... Um, New Year's resolutions. So one to review, we've got a, a big list of resolutions that we're going to f- try to, things we're going to try to work on in 2018. it's not only the end of the year, it's the start of the year also. Right. One year closes, another year opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a window opening as a door closes. Right. The calendar is exactly. opening up. Yep. Your third calendar. So we're going to share 20 of our New Year's resolutions this year 
since I rated the film two points, I'll start. I'll give a couple of uh, my resolutions, and I, I believe they're shared resolutions for us. And, and that first one is to treat people a little better. Uh, I, I feel bad about the way I personally treated Mike, our intern that we had for a bit. I was very short with him. Uh, I was grumpy with him. I know now he was just doing the best job he could. Kazumi, thoughts on that? I, I miss Mike most of the time. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, yes, of course. We need to treat yeah. people better. Whatever, whatever. You don't have to comment on these unless you need to. All right, cool. Uh, and my second one is uh, uh, I think we need to uh, be better with our communication. Sometimes we don't uh, understand what the other guy is saying. You know? Mm, not sure really what you're getting at there, but we, I guess you can always be better. Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah. Well, my two, for my two points... Um, I'd like us all to dance a little more casually. Yeah. I think I think maybe Dancing with the Stars sort of put this microscope on our dancing styles. Just let loose, you know? Throw some fingers around. Look look up and down. Shake it all around. That kind of thing. Agreed. Um, and in 2018, I think I'm going to finally sit down with my tapes and watch the entire series run of Downtown Andy. It's time, right? Yeah check it out one of my favorite series i binge watch that once a year you're gonna enjoy yourself i hope so um but that's for all of us so yeah i'm gonna do that again this year thanks for adding that to the list some other resolutions i'd like to do more you know for all of us i think we can all do <laughs> i think we can all eat more of nature's fruits you know a lot of times we get caught up in these synthetic fruits candied fruits Let's just stick to Mother Nature. She has the best fruits. I'm tired of dressing up. Every day I feel like I dress up to go to work, dress up to get on the subway, dress up to go get a bagel. I'm gonna start dressing down. I think we could all take that trend in 2018 and dress down a little bit. I'm gonna do it. I got a I got a great place for you to go, Brandon. Downsizers? It's called Ross. It's called Ross, where you dress for less. Okay, I'm in. So people dress for more in their life no just for less to happen well that's six great things that we can all do to help each other out in the new year you know what would help our podcast out is hearing our great sponsor late in the lab one night at the university i professor lancaster accidentally found a way to travel between alternate dimensions i'm looking for a team of four to five people with diverse skill sets to help me travel to these different worlds apply now Email me at dlancaster at brownuniversity.edu. All right, guys. This next movie that we're going to rate and review for you is called Gorgeous Lives. It's a new film, a new Shyamalan joint, and it's about a UPS guy who's down on his luck, a driver, and he decides to end his life, but an angel stops him and the man actually sees how good his life can be. Or does he? Or does he? Yes, of course. There is a Shyamalan... Uh, what do we call him? We call him Twists, right? Yeah, I don't Gotta like to use Shyamalan twist. twist. I will say for our listeners, we will avoid the twist and the spoiler until the second half of our review. So you can enjoy yourself for the first half, but if you do want the spoiler section, that'll be coming up soon. Cool. I so, think maybe maybe in, in 2018 we can start calling them Shyamalan Whipbacks. 
That is absolutely what I did in my seat. I did whip back as soon as I saw what this twist was, but we'll get to that later. Well, it's not a twist, which we'll get to later. Anyway, so yeah, the film is about a UPS driver who, who uh, you know, is about to end his life, and then he doesn't. It's 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 a wonderful life, basically, is the first uh, half of this film, the first 77% of the film. And uh, with that, it's it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's just a rehashing. It's it's This almost felt like just the, a fun idea and something that didn't need to be turned into a whole film for me. Sure. Yeah, I was just I would say that that uh, the main character Pratt, his choice for suicide was definitely creative, boxing himself up in a international carrier that's destined to be on a plane that goes in high into the stratosphere, I guess, and obviously on those high flying transit planes, there's no oxygen, so he just basically dozes off in a UPS box high above the Atlantic, which I thought was rude to leave a body for people to find like that. I think disposing of yourself in a way that gets rid of the body is is a cleaner way. I would agree with that, but if you look carefully at the I mean there's a lot of little stuff in here that you need to catch, but if you look carefully at the the destination address, it's a cemetery. Oh. So they've got the equipment, they've okay. got the gurneys, they've got the the furnace to oh to burn and that was the all body. that paperwork that he had with him in the box right that must be all yeah the, like exactly okay the all the right. packing slip his final packing slip yes if you will uh, so i mean it is typical sucks. oh sorry go ahead or brandon i was just gonna say it's typical Shyamalan directing it's got nice angles pretty decent acting a few weird moments of course he makes his cameo mm-hmm. um as a little girl yeah they're getting worse yeah definitely getting worse he's really pushing his own acting sensibilities well should we get to the spoiler because i think it's going to be necessary to unlock the rest of our review yeah absolutely so uh the uh, who wants to spoil who wants to do it spoil spoil spoil, spoil, spoil time all right, let's get to the spoiler. Let's get to the Shyamalan whip back. And that is that the angel that was talking to him the whole time uh, was actually a demon. And the reason why the demon wanted him to stay alive was so he could go on a murderous rampage and kill all of the people that the demon told him he loved or so. This movie got gross, really gross, really violent, really disgusting. Uh, I didn't like it, you know, as the twist made me feel just sick. No good. Well, that's interesting. The twist I saw was different. I think I I think there may be like airing multiple different s- screenings or like prints of this film because the twist I saw was totally different. What was was yours the same, Luke? I think maybe it's an interpretive thing because uh, again, the details included in this film sort of leave you on. Mm, it sort of leave you on the brink of knowing whether or not these people that he killed were actually good or evil. You know, they're friends in his life, but then you find out little details like his buddy Frank was actually a drug dealer who sold heroin to the children over at uh, Westmont Elementary. You know, if you really focus at this movie, he sort of leaves those ethical doors open for you to go through as the viewer. So uh, for me, I thought it was actually... Uh, a sort of a I don't know a mind-boggling experience and I don't really know what I saw at the end I know it was gory and I know it was violent and um, I think maybe the world 
overall would have been a better place if he had just stuck in that box and and died in there. But do I know that? I mean, I get where you're coming from, but I think I think there's different yeah, no, versions of this. Yeah, that was not in my film. Maybe that's to prevent the spoiler from leaking, from getting out. Mm. So I wonder if the version that we saw was the real version or if the version that you saw. I'm, I'm wondering, is did you, when they made that big reveal, like when we found out that uh, he was actually evil in the demon, demon and angel version, they played a, the song that was... You just got Shyamalan, and they hit that that whip back track from Two Chains, the Shyamalan mm-hmm. whip back. I mean, this is still on all an advanced screening, so we'll have to wait and see how this pans out. But I'm intrigued now. I mean, it, to me, it seems like a smart move that it would prevent the spoiler from leaking on the internet if there's multiple movies, multiple endings. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess I got to give it a, a a tentative kind of review here. But are you guys ready to rate it? Yeah, I'm ready to rate. All right, go for it, Luke. Um, two points, definitely. Somebody who is watching this movie would give it that for its uh, heart-pounding plot twists, uh, excellent gore and action. But at the end of the day, one point is what this movie actually deserves because it was such a convoluted mess and so detail-oriented, I couldn't even really focus you know, zooming in on people's name tags, on address tags, zooming in on people's fingers in their pockets. It was so strange. I couldn't really even focus on the main plot lines so I could wrap my head around it. One point from me. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, I think you started by saying two, but by the end of your review, you wrapped around to a one. Well, we got Shyamalan in. Yeah, you Shyamalan does on your own review. So yeah, I'm going to give it two points. I thought it was it was very enjoyable until it got gross and terrible and awful. So I'm going to give it one point. So that's uh, two points so far, Brandon. Well, I'm going to give it two points. I think it's cool. I mean, it makes sense now that you guys have a different ending simply because all the red herrings, they would have to put so many red herrings and details for us to pay attention to if there's, you know, multiple endings that they all have to pay off. I don't know. I'm intrigued now. Shyamalan might have Shyamalan me on this one. Uh, Two points. So. Cool. That is four points. Four points. Time to share four more of our New Year's resolutions. Okay, four more resolutions together. We will all come together and become better people through our podcast. All right, first one is treat Carmel with respect. I've been eating that thing left and right and not really considering what goes into the process of creating caramel, caramel, whatever you want to call it. It's a lot of hard work. It's more important to me than I thought. And so I'm going to give a little more respect. I think you guys could as well. Yeah. Another, oh, that was just one. Well, I'd like to do less running. Everybody's like running nowadays, trying to get here, get there. I'd rather just walk slower, leave a little earlier. You know, I'm less running for me. Um, I also gave it another point. So I, I would like to back up all these podcasts in case of emergency. You know, just who knows? But if we could get a hard copy of all these podcasts, they're just ones and zeros right now, but maybe print them to vinyl or at least cassette. I am 100% on board with that as as a natural librarian. Um, 
Also, as a naturalist, I'd like to meet and treat more birds. Uh, just sort of looking at birds and throwing them a little piece of popcorn here and there. I'd like to do a little more of that this year. Gain some aviary allies in my neighborhood and in the world around me. Yeah, if no one's scooping up that friendship, you know, you might as well create that bond. Super helpful. They got a bird's eye view. All right, let's kick it to a sponsor. Bratty Boy's Bag of Rocks. Bratty Boys has been delivering pranks and gags to Bratty Boys across America for over 24 years. Bratty Boys Bag of Rocks is a perfect toolkit for breaking windows, spooking tired animals, or splashing your sister. Be a fucking Bratty Boy. Alright, welcome back. You know what, this is a movie that I'm excited to bring you guys. I personally I get excited when I get that text notification that Redbox has a new uh, movie in their in their queue. This one I put on my wish list and I rushed down there to the local supermarket and picked this up immediately. It's called Dude Where's My Heart. Now this is a 2017 film by Daniel or I'm sorry, Danny Linner. This is a sequel of course to the 2000 film Dude Where's My Car. This one, of course, also stars Ashton Kutcher, this time played by Jesse Montgomery III, as well as Sean William Scott, this time played by Chester Greenberg. Okay, so their car doesn't go missing. A few other things go missing. As a, the title would imply, one of their hearts goes missing. It's kind of meta. I mean, it's very Charlie Coffin. It's very, like, aware of itself. But I think that's... It's very Danny. It's very Danny. It's very Liner. Danny. Exactly. Very yeah. unique. I mean... To be honest, it's a gimmick because Sean William Scott is really not that different from Chester real life and either is Kutcher from Montgomery the Third. I think it's honestly it's a gimmick, but it doesn't take away from the fun of this movie. Yeah, that doesn't matter for the actual content of the film. I mean, for a real for a real uh, acting critic, for a real actor, they could pull pick apart the choices made in this performance from both uh, Sean and Ashton and that you could really see some layers here but I think the family fun of this movie sort of just washes over that exactly yeah and and I guess we didn't even get to the point sorry to interrupt you but what what happens is they're playing these actors who are filming this movie in Mexico and they get drunk one night they wake up in some ice baths uh Scott has uh lost part of his manhood but Ashton Kutcher's character uh has lost his heart and it's been replaced with a car battery a la what was the Jason Statham movie uh cranked I believe something like that happens in there too and uh, so they're trying to find the people that took out their organs uh before the juice runs out of the battery yeah, wild ride. It, it, it kind of a mashup of like you said, crank and this dude where's my car and this meta, you know, 2017 red box, Danny Lanier traditional kind of blender. I had a lot of fun with this movie, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the chase, definitely, the chase scene is a lot of fun. Sort of a trains, planes, and automobiles vibe to it, you know, except Mexico style, jumping on a burro. Um, riding on uh, uh, what is that a, a kite surf kite surfing on wind Baja wind, yeah windsurfing the Baja waves and and then uh, eventually having to grab on the feet of a Mexican eagle which you know 
they use these plot devices where it's absolutely over the top ridiculous but it's a lot of fun and of course the eagle ends up pooping on um on the baddies and i, I would say Lord- that yeah sorry there's a lot of humor in this that is something that i think has been lost this really was refreshing to see a film that felt very 2000 in 2017 again a lot of the humor is so stupid stuff that would pass back in the day but i think we're so refined these days that it's hard for this kind of humor to pass the filters i will say what i will let me just say i do think that the product placement with all the taco bell restaurants literally in every nearly every shot was kind of exhausting oh yeah they do poke fun at it at certain points but i do think it is a real promotion yeah, and I mean, that's just kind of the world we live in when you want to get your Mountain Dew slushy. And I don't know, it's, it, I don't think they have this many Mountain Dews in Mexico. It doesn't make a lot of sense to promote it that way because I think, wouldn't that send people down to Mexico looking for uh, border crunches and, uh, you know, extreme fajitas, that kind of thing? Chalupas. Yeah, I guess, no, Mexican Mountain Dew is like the real stuff. They use 100% pure mountain dew oh yeah they actually do collect real dew from the mountains right exactly from copper Canyon in the tatu modern um canyon areas creole that kind of village well setting you know it is what it is you're right let's talk about the ending of this film because yeah i don't think there's going to be more to this franchise um because a uh, spoiler alert spoiler uh, Jesse Montgomery III sacrifices himself to save Scott. Wait, which one? I can't. Chester. Coach, Chester. Ashton, I'm just going to call him the actor's names because the character's names don't actually matter. Anyway, Ashton Kutcher sacrifices himself at the end of the film to save uh, Sean William Scott's character in a burrow race. Yeah, one final burrow race. Yeah, that's right. It was a race to get Sean William Scott testicle back. And as you know, you can't live a true life in Mexico with just one ball. So he jumps on that burro. The battery fails as he crosses the finish line. And uh, with one little snatch, he grabs a testicle and he tosses it back to Chester, who's crying. He ca- he's crying, but he catches it in his sombrero. And, and pops it in his mouth. End of the movie. It was good. And just and just how, you all, how we all know, if you want to grow your ball back, you just eat it, right? That's science. According to the uh, dude, where's my car universe? That's how it works. Because immediately he looks down, opens his pants. Oh, there we go. Boom. All right, let's rate this thing. Yeah, the obligatory genital close-up of the 2000 stoner film. I'm going to give this film two points. One for each of uh, Sean William Scott Chester Greenberg's balls at the end of the film. Uh, and as I said that, I disagreed with it, but it's already out there and it's uh, it's in the world now. So I just gave this film two points and I also just gave it points for that reason. So stupid. I hate myself. Two points. It's on the permanent record. Yeah, it's like enjoying a Taco Bell border meal with a Mountain Dew slushy. It's stupid, but and you hate yourself for enjoying it, but you did enjoy it. So in, in that same vein, I'm going to give it two points. I will say I feel like maybe our movies this week are sort of waxing a little dark. I don't know if this is the third the third death, the third sacrifice that we've dealt with. But um, 
it's a new year. It's a fresh start. And I guess uh, out with the old and with the new. So for me, this movie was a lot of family fun. Again, you know me. I'm all about the family. Two points. Yes. I wasn't sure what I was getting into when I got into this. All I know is I was extremely excited to see it. And I wasn't disappointed. Everyone hit the nail on the head when I said early 2000s comedy kind of revisited through this meta sort of perspective. I do think it was funny. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that. So two points for me. Six points points. for Dude, Where's My Heart? You know what? And I will say, I don't think they could have brought this franchise back as a Dude, Where's My Car 2. It's just a little, people are a little too cynical. I think think they did it right. I agree. I agree that we have to pay our bills. So we have to run a sponsor. Wait. Wait, don't run the sponsor yet, Brandon, because oh we need God. to give people six new revolutions for us. Six new resolutions from the one two review crew. Oh, that's right. We do need to keep score, so let's go ahead and give six resolutions to keep our year running smoothly next year. I'm gonna start letting the little things go. You know? Everyday things sometimes they don't matter. You go big mm. or you go home. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to eat more crab. I, I don't eat enough crab. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think I think we could all benefit from eating a little more crab. I don't I don't like crab. But I'm going to eat well, more maybe, of it. Maybe you should try. I'm going to try to control people more. I uh, don't feel powerful enough. And I feel low on totem poles in general. And so I'm going to try to just get up a couple notches, hold some people under me. And then also ask more questions. Yeah, I like that. There's um, never me, a bad question. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Is there? Sometimes bad answers. Answers you didn't want. But yeah. no bad questions. That's true. I'm, I'm going to spend a little time, take a little time every day to fiddle around. Mm-hmm. Sort of putts, putts and futter, putter and sputs. And then um, I think a lot of times I'm, I'm very aloof, and I think we all are in general. Maybe we're sarcastic. Guys, I think we need to spend 2018, and we need to take 2018 and be more obvious. Cool. You know what I, you know what I mean yeah, by that? I see that. I see that, yeah. I mean, wear I it proudly. That's uh, six points, so let's kick it to Ace. All right, guys, this is it. One of our first and favorite sponsors, 4hats.com, bringing you the New Year's New Year New Hat promotion. 4hats.com wants to start off the year right by sending you a choice of four hats for each month of 2018. Starting on January 1st and ending on January 12th, 4hats will send you four hats every day for an astonishing 48 hat selection over 12 days. Simply choose two to three hats to send back. Keep one to two for each month, and then after sending the rest back, then you hang on to those 12 to 24 hats, which again is one to two for each and every month of the year. Imagine having a whole year of hats ready to go. Already a great deal, but to sweeten the pot, at the end of the year, send us back half of the hats that you choose to receive at the start of the year to receive half off the next year's New Year New Hat promotion. 4hats.com Hats, finally made simple. 
Perfect. Great. Yeah. Fuck. That is such a mess. Actually, <laughs> like. <laughs> Wow. It makes no sense. Meditation, I just zone out halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's so... How long is that read, actually? <laughs> they should just like get, full like... a minute. They should get, like, one second longer every time. Four hats, meditation tape, our ads read to you at a consistent speed for 48 hours. Zone out. <laughs> Fourhats.com. <laughs> Four hats Meditation Center. <laughs> Oh, what can I say about this one? I was excited, as always. I hope you guys were excited. This was a movie that I loved when I was a kid. This was a book that I loved when I was a kid. This is, again, a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. This time, it stars some 30-year-olds, but as you know, 30 is the new 20, and things are fabulous. Um, texting is now heavily incorporated. Snapchat is heavily incorporated. Uh, it is Romeo and Juliet, though. What did you guys think? I loved it. I uh, I have a theater degree, and so I studied Shakespeare. And this film was very, very true to the intentions that Shakespeare wrote. I think it's a very wonderful retelling and uh, a round of applause to Judy Parker for bringing this film together. And an amazing cast, I must say. Michael Berkowitz playing Romeo. Sarah Willett playing Juliet. Robert... Carico playing Tybalt. Um, I came into this very skeptical because how are you supposed to do this classic tale of unrequited love, of love lost, love too young, and but it's with thirty-year-olds. And so, are we? Who's uh, who's the audience? Who are we trying to connect with? You know what I mean? Probably thirty-year-olds. This movie got me. This movie got me good. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet is one of those tales, you know, and you can be reintroduced to it multiple stages of your life and appreciate it for different things. And this time I appreciate it for truly realizing, you know, 30 is not so bad. 30 is the new 20 and I can go out and have a wonderful romance. Yeah, I guess uh, I just uh, doesn't really translate to me because at 30, you're a lot more level headed. You wouldn't do the wild, crazy things that you do at 20 for love. Perhaps in a certain mentality, but. You know, when you're thinking about it, you could act like a 20-year-old and get away with it. Yeah, I guess so. Now, there weren't very many, like, twists or, you know, unique takes other than, like, the texting and kind of incorporating in a modern-day setting. Mm -hmm. What'd you guys think of some of those? Uh, it definitely took the wind out of the Shakespearean sail that is Shakespeare's dialogue to see that text just sort of scroll across the screen to replace whole stanzas of Shakespeare's language with an emoji. I think it's a slap in the face of the bard. It's disgusting. You guys did not get this film, I don't think. It's a shame. I think you you need to read the text. You need to read more Shakespeare to get this film. This is not a beginner's film, guys. I know there's texts in it. I know there's emojis, but you have to do your research. There are couplets done with cinematography in this film. There is a rhyming scheme to the fonts of the fucking text. This film is so expertly crafted. I, I don't know. I feel like a dick, but... I do not think you got this. No, the am iambic pent pentameter went right over my head. 
Oh, are you God. saying are you saying that the choices they made with the with the specific ringtones for each character as it pops up on their cell device that's has some kind of significance too? There is imagery gleaned from it. So when they use that Led Zeppelin song for her ring specifically, it is because she to zeps within phrase four and stanza line seven and act one, scene two. Like these things are so tied together. There is, it, it is like, it's just a collage of everything he's done and the, the inspirations from within Shakespeare's work trickled down and then reassembled by Judy in this, Okay. I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. I mean, it's a triumph. I mean, I, I mean fair enough. Maybe this is too advanced for me. Maybe I'm a dude's word, dude where's my heart kind of guy where I just like uh, birds pooping and, and testicle jokes. But uh, There are testicle jokes in this, but they are they are a little hidden. You might have missed them. There are some good ones. Okay, fair enough. And I mean... Uh, I will give them props for going with a more traditional form of dress with the leotard, with the puffy shirt, the combed out hair. There's something that Romeo and Juliet of 1998 didn't do, which they modernized the dress. This one, for some reason, they decided to go with the traditional costumes. No, I enjoyed that. The costuming was actually really one of my favorite parts. Um, but for me, yeah, uh, I guess I don't understand it on the levels that Alex understands it. Yeah, this is actually frustrating. This is a frustrating review to do. For me, it just solidifies in stone that I, I'm really a 20-year-old at heart, and uh, that's good enough for me. You know what, though? Oddly, we all know how this movie ends. It's another suicide in this movie, guys. Yep. Yeah. It's a... It's a suicide. It's It's Romeo finds his dead Juliet, or so he thinks, and he plunges a knife in his heart, except the 2017 reimagining is, I don't know, I'd say oddly more satisfying than just a knife. Yeah, the iPhone. He plunges that iPhone into his heart, and uh, and that was really um, a tear-jerking tear moment when... His Juliet wakes up to text him, only to find that that text is received in his stab, stabbed ribcage. It's rib because the, the eye of his love to be lost to once in time, the eye in the iPhone. It is. It's it's like a it's. It's like a root. I love this movie. Wow, well maybe we can watch it together sometime. You can spell some of it out for me. I would love nothing more. Great, cuz. Let's talk about how we're going to rate this film. Okay. Personally, I'm going to give it two points because it made me remember good times, bad times, great literature, reintroduced me to William Shakespeare, and the costuming was great too, so two points. I guess your dirty 30s, you're never too late to fall madly in love with someone and kill yourself with an iPhone. That's what I took from it. I also took from that Shakespeare isn't sacred, that we can do whatever we want to the bard's words and step all over them and uh, water them down with silly technology. And um, I don't like that. So I give it a point. Impartinence 
To be as bereft of the one that I have lost in my own dreams, I have sanctioned my heart away with peace quotes and arrows wrought with the anger that I hath for thee. Two points. All right. Yes. That brings us up to six points. Six points. Five points. I gave it a one. Five no. points. Five points. Five points for that piece of crap. All right. For me, for my two points, uh, I'm going to give you two resolutions. I, I think I, I want this podcast to be a lot more political. I want to work in a lot more of these hot button topics, issues in here, and get them in here and make this thing a little hotter. Make this thing hot to touch. Make some people burn their hands off it. But we're going to get a couple of people with some mittens on it that are going to run with it all the way to Washington. So that's what Absolutely. I want. Uh, and then also, I want to play in the street more, and not in a stupid, like, like a dumb kid or whatever, but straight up, we have, uh, our street is pretty much, it's open land, open real estate, from 4 a.m. to about 6 a.m. There's these two hours when there is nothing going on, we've been tracking it, nothing going on in the street, and so, it's basically, in, in L.A., as an actor, there's not a lot of room to work on art and to create theater and so i want to create plays and work in the street some more and that's going to be my rehearsal time so that's for me yeah i mean you you got to pay to play here in la and i got a script for you for that alex i'm, I'm um, looking forward to it i want to make the podcast more financial i want to give out good crypto currency tips i want to give out good investing tips and i want to have uh, our users armed with the knowledge, knowing where to put their cash and money. Good. Two One. very important things, four very important things. Let me add two more things here. I would like to, realistically, I know earlier I said, let some of those little things go, not worry about them. I think it's important to schedule some time to try to get some of those little things back. Maybe worry about a few of those little things. You know, mm -hmm. moderation and really keep things in perspective so wait are you saying you want to let some of the little things go but then bring them back once you've reconsidered yeah bring some of them little... back you know bring the okay. important ones back sure and ni hao we've all been learning a little bit more chinese i'd like to continue to learn chinese with you guys so we can mm -hmm. really go international tai hao lo bun sui my friend great <laughs> wow that's like 21 points that's already what we like to call in the business a whole day let's talk about a few things let's talk about giving each other good things like reviews on itunes five stars is great that help us out you can also leave us a comment maybe a movie title you'd like us to review we'll also do that for you this is also the new year, so season two of One Two Review is coming out for you. 2018, buckle up. Every week we're going to come at you. And next week we're going to be reviewing a few new movies. Alex, what do we have in store? We've got Tire Fire, Roadkill Goes to Space, Puce, Final Fast and Free, Road to Moldova, and the Sex-Filled Adulterado. Hey, thanks for listening. And again, like Brandon said, review us on iTunes. Peace out. Bye, guys. Happy New Year. Peace in. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.
Goodbye. Bye, I'll see you next time. Hi. Hi, hello. Oh, I'm late, bye. Oh, I gotta go, bye.